everyone. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels, swoon, giggle, and treat the characters like they're real people. This week, we're keeping it really simple, and we're jumping straight into this delightful book. So without further ado, here's Taking on the Billionaire by Robin Covington. Oh, oh, wait, oh, we don't have a countdown anymore. (laughs) Wait, did you hear the thing come up? Yeah, yeah, it talks to you now. It's a new thing. Well, that was very... I know, it's jarring, isn't it? Recording in progress, Zoom says. Thank you, Zoom. Oh, no, it told me this meeting is being recorded, and then it made me consent to it. (gasps) Whoa. I mean, I'm glad. We're all about consent here, you know? So I guess. It's really on brand. Thanks, Zoom. Thanks for your support. Thank you for for your service, For our consent boners. Yeah. What are we doing? An episode? Are we doing an episode? We're doing an episode. Did you like book? I liked book. I think yeah. I wasn't like in the mood for book is is the problem. But book was good. Objectively good. Yeah. Book did everything it was supposed to do. Book checked all boxes. Yeah. I, I just don't think I was in the mood for book, which, guys, sometimes that's just that's the problem of the show is that we have the schedule and we have to read books even when we're maybe in the mood for something else. And that was me this week. Sure. But it was a good book. I liked the book. It was a good book. I yes. liked it a lot. And I don't know. It's it's not very often that we get to read category romance. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice to be like, oh, it's it's snippy and snappy. And it's it was all the tropes. Snappy. It's going to tell you out loud. Mm-hmm. And it's just doing the things it says it's going to do. And it's yeah. going to do them well and hot. Yes. Very hot. Yeah. This, this was this had a surprising number of sex scenes. Right? What are there, for like 160 four or five? pages? Yeah. <laughs> Especially since you also got like a metric fuck ton of story in it. Yeah. And the sex scenes were long. Like they weren't like montage out. Like you got all the sex the every time. She did not slouch on the sex. No. <laughs> there are no slouching over here. Thank Robin you, Covington. Robin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we've got. Wait, no. I have to banter with you in oh, your face. Is, tell me everything about banter. What's happening? I found out something like 10 minutes before we started recording. And yeah. it has rocked, rocked your world. my world. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was joking, but I'm excited. I don't know what to do. Because we have said several times on that we have told listeners something several times on this show and then you have unilaterally gone against it i know oh no are you talking about the not hea no what is that oh what did you do there nothing (laughs) not a single thing (laughs) Mm -mm. tell me what you're talking about no that's all right i didn't do anything like that i'm talking about you went and got a tiktok under my nose i just went to the instagram (laughs) to see what was going on on our instagram because it's like me you and nat post independently of each other we have full trust post whatever you want on the instagrams and the twitters and whatever yeah um and i see a fucking tiktok you made (laughs) Okay, listen. We said we would not do it. We don't have a TikTok. We don't. It says Heaving Bosoms Pod TikTok <laughs> listen, on the video. I saw it. It's a water. We don't. I saw it. It's listen, a I'm not gaslighting you. you. That watermark is there. Yes. That, that watermark is there. But I contend that we still 
technically don't have a TikTok. I'm so not making TikToks, Melody. No, I know. Here's what and happened. And it's not like on principle. It's not like those kids and their TikTok. I'm not, I'm a curmudgeon. It's, I don't have time for this. No, I cannot make a TikTok. We don't have time. We don't have the brain space for I can't, it. I don't know we how can't. to learn. I'm not making Sarah teach me. You guys. I hear you. Sarah Whitney on TikTok has a great TikTok. She does. Check out her TikTok. She does some it's fun funny. shit on TikTok. I'm not yeah. asking her to teach me. I, I, I don't have the time. No, I know. Okay. Listen. Right, explain yourself. Can I explain? Can I defend myself in front of listener? Okay? Because you have come for me in a way that is fair. And so I must <laughs> defend myself. <laughs> Didn't know how that sentence was going to end. Was ready to respond. <laughs> I know. I can see it. I can see you gearing up for it. Okay. So first of all, we spoke about this fucking months ago we decided you and i that we were just gonna get the handle for the tiktoks so that we would have the handle and nobody else could take the handle i don't recall but we weren't gonna do anything i with think it. this is a conversation that you had with natalie that's not no it was aaron it was not it was not listen you've got a lot going on and it was you and me baby and it was a <laughs> it was a long time ago it was a lot it might have been even like over a year ago okay it might have been like at the inception of tiktok okay. we were like we at the very least we have to use a lot we of weeds and i handle. have not uh co-signed <laughs> How dare you? Okay. Second of all, I didn't make a TikTok. I made a reel via TikTok. I tried to make a reel, but reel, you can't put two different songs on it. I don't know what the fuck Instagram's doing, or maybe I'm just the oldest millennial in the history of the world. We are geriatric millennials. We are geriatric millennials. No, but I went to go like try to make this reel, and it was like, Fuck you in your face. There's no way that you can put two different kinds of music on this. You can try eight different ways and you can Google. And I was like, you know what? I'm too old for this. I can't. If it's not straightforward, then I can't do it. And so I went over to TikTok because I know you can do it over there. Okay. And so if you notice, if you look at our TikTok, there are no videos on there. I didn't have time. Because I made... I felt the sting of the trail and then it was time to record. (laughs) No, I made that shit private. Okay. I just downloaded the video. We do not have a TikTok listener. Do not be fooled by our Schminstagram. It's not. Yeah, that's right. I can't. No. It's only on Instagrams. Okay. That's all. So that's what's up. We just have a handle on TikTok. Maybe we should throw all those Mary videos on the TikTok then. Aaron? Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm backing down. In six months, when you throw all those Mary videos on the TikTok, I'm going to be like, what is this? How dare you? you can- <laughs> it's true. And I will have to roll the tape back on this fucking I conversation. I understand. So you know what? I'm glad that we oh did this God. in front of our one and only fan. Oh, my God. Because listener will come to bat for me. Okay? Listener. Thank you, listener. Listener won't come to bat for, the for us. Are you kidding? No. Listener doesn't come to bat for us for fucking anything. Listener never comes to bat for us. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Let's all right. talk book. Look. We have so many books. Oh, but also, listener, check out that Instagram <laughs> because I have honestly been making some it was, very fun it was a content good reel. that has it has surprised even me. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> nothing surprises us more than when we do something that's funny and good. Yeah, <laughs> we are the most surprised of everyone because we know us. All it's right, true. Okay, okay. It's time for book. It's time for book. What's it time for? Motherfucking book. It's the book. That's often my sleep song, just in case you wanted to know. Oftentimes, 
when I'm like very punchy and I'm trying to like get myself up to bed, I'll be like, it's time for bed. It's time for bed. What's it time for? Motherfucking bed. And then I have to go upstairs. And Michael does a lot of eye rolling. Yeah. Like it's a whole ritual. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So we've got Adam and we've got Tess. Tess. We always remember the boy name and never the girl name. <sighs> I know. We're what such misogynists. That? Yeah. Fuck. Our misogyny is showing. Okay. So Adam is a 24-year-old. He's 20, so young. 30? He? Wait, no. So he was adopted when he was six, and I think it says it was 24 years ago. So he's 30, right? No, but it also says that he hadn't seen his siblings in 15 years, which would make him 21, which doesn't make any... Listen, I don't know the timeline, but I think he's around 30. Well, we don't know that the last time he saw him them was the adoption, though. He could have seen them since the adoption. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He's between 20 and 30. Here's the thing. The oldest he is, is 30. Maybe 31, max. Hey, bromance. Listen up, (laughs) bromance. Listen, Robin, if you're listening, this is not on you. This is, this is just, this is just the straw that broke the camel's back over Over here. here. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But romance, you gotta lay off the 25 year old self made billionaires. (laughs) You gotta. You gotta, they can't build a, they can't build the company from the bottom to a billion. They can't all be Zuckerbergs. Well, I mean, I I don't even know that Zuckerberg was a Zuckerberg, like to a billion by like 25. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Listen, I, at the very least, it seems sus. You know, is that, that's how you use that word, right? Sus? Yeah. Yeah. Geriatric millennials. I hope that's what that means. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. Just like all these self-made 25-year-olds, I can't I can't. Yeah. I mean it's it is impressive that and it's due to an app. They did they did it's an app. It's a tech and it's, it's a, an app. It's a tech and it's a Silicon Valley. Yes. And he so it's him and Justin Ling. I'm going I've already downloaded the second book. I've purchased the second book and I am obsessed already with uh the next book. Which is the sister, right? It is the sister, and it's the best friend. It's the best. Do you want to know what it's called? I think I saw, it was like my secret seducing Don't my secret, secret wife, wife or something. Seducing like that? my secret wife, Millie. Sorry, got to say, what? I for figured it out. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, hot, so Aaron. anyway, we've got Adam Redhawk, who is a self-made twenty-something billionaire of the yeah. tech kind, and then we have Tess. Tess, she is a private eye and she is so good at her job and he hired her to find his siblings because he has two younger siblings and so she's coming in to like do the wrap up of that job because she's already done it right it's like a big competence boner over there and she's like sauntering in with her with her curve hugging professional dress Mm -hmm. and she's very like i'm gonna lean on your desk and he's very like i can't get too close but she's so magnetic and she's got this auburn red hair that's like curly or a lot of very a lot of titian waves tumbling oh always so many the waves of her hair and the the curls of her hair and then the tumbling curves of her all body. the time, all She's down got her those back, tits. shoulders. She's got that She's ass. She's got huge boobs. She's very Big. curvy. She's very booby. Honestly, yeah. the cover of this book is so good. Spot fucking on. 
spot fucking on. And it's a lot so of times when you have like a mass market cover like this, they are not on. This was a fantastic cover. Such a good cover. Perfect. Yeah. Because she's like so, a little so bit good. thick. Just like a little bit. Like she's very curvy. Yeah. And like she's age curvy. appropriate. Like it was a great cover. Perfect. It really was. Yeah. And it's and it's like such a hot pose. Mm-hmm. It shows like his slightly domineering attitude, even though like that doesn't happen. I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> I have a lot to say about the domineering attitude. <laughs> okay. All right. So she's in private eye. He hired her to find his siblings because he was adopted at the age of six separated from his family due to what the book calls an illegal adoption, which it is an illegal adoption. It's in violation of the Indian Child Welfare Act. And the way that they say that this happened is his parents at one point were in I, what what I'm guessing is financial trouble. Yeah, they were just impoverished. Really yeah, at one point they they needed to call social services for help, mm-hmm. and the result of that was that the kids were taken from the home and then adopted by three separate white families. Yeah, which is absolutely in violation of the Indian Child Welfare. Yeah, it's a tragic crime. No, and and what Tess says is that they the way it's presented is that the parents just needed some support. And so they reached mm-hmm. out to get some support from an organization that should have supported them. And then an overzealous white social worker decided instead that they were going to remove the children from the home and adopt them out. And Tess said that she particularly was floored because police looked the other way, judges looked the other way, like people had to sign off on this. Yeah. And it seemed like a really, really, really awful white supremacist, like, cons- like not conspiracy, but it, it was an organized yeah, effort I, I by multiple conspiracy. agencies. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, the reason that we have the Indian Child Welfare Act, which mm. was my whole job for oh, a while, a couple of years. Yeah, a few years. The reason that we have this in this country is the, the history of Native children being taken from their families and yeah. adopted into white families or put in boarding schools or forced assimilation. Like, there's this horrible, long-standing history, particularly with Native American children. Because this isn't a protection that's extended to, no. you know, other cultures, other ethnicities. This is specifically for, you know, quote-unquote Indian children in the U.S. And it's because the U.S. and Canada committed a very, very purposeful cultural genocide. They yeah, took like away a forced assimilation. Yes. They took away native children from their families and their structures and all of that. And they sent them to boarding schools. They sent them to other families. They refused. They made them cut their hair. They refused to let them speak their language anymore. They like they they basically sometimes literally beat their traditions out of them. Right. So now we have this law and now how it's supposed to work, which is this is how foster care is always supposed to work is yeah. the the children go to a foster home. And then whenever the parents get and you have services for the parents so that right. they can, you know, figure out how to, you know, get better, whatever the yeah, thing yeah, yeah. is, you know, and then the kids go back to the parents. That's what's supposed to happen. And being impoverished is not a factor. Like, kids right. can't get taken from their parents just because the family is poor. So right. really, the kids should have never left. Of course, the kids should have never left yeah. this family. But then after that, you know, to get adopted out, first, the kids would go to a family member. And then if not that family member, an extended family member, and if not an extended family member... Then you have to find... What is called an Indian custodian. Right. Um, and sometimes that's... 
it's it's a little complicated, but an Indian custodian is like if it's customary in your tribe to like drop your kids off at somebody's house that's a not family member while you mm-hmm. go sort yourself out and then come back, like you find that person for that family okay, and then somebody yeah, yeah. else in the tribe if you can't find an Indian custodian and then and then somebody that's not in the tribe but is maybe a Native American, you know, like there's all these levels before you get to placing the kids with a non-Native family. Right. So there are all these protections, like the kids have lawyers and guardians ad litem. The parents each have a lawyer. Like there's so many levels of like this doesn't happen. And I'm not saying there isn't racism in that system. Like, of course there is. You right, know, right, Of right. course there are white social workers that either subliminally or purposefully think this kid would be better with this rich white family than with their poor native family, mm-hmm. which is like statistically, of course, kids always do better with their poor biological parents yeah. than they do with rich strangers, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not saying that there's not that racism in the system. Of course there is. But there are so many protections so that this doesn't right. happen. Like, I right. can't think of, in my experience, any time. Where, and then even if it did, the, the kids being separated is a whole is, other can oh, of worms. Yeah. Like, they would not – I the number of people that would have to, like – not do their jobs for this to happen would be, I mean, catastrophic. Yeah, it really seemed, it really seemed like they were from an area that, like, white supremacist cabal kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, like, really, it it was awful. And, and I feel like it was pretty much presented that way. Mm-hmm. And maybe 24 years ago, it was a different landscape with the Indian Child Welfare Act. Maybe it was fairly ignored, you know, or, you know, that's a definite possibility. I don't know. I'm not saying native kids don't get adopted by white families. Like it it happens. Sure. There are so many layers of trying for that not to happen. Yeah. Try to find another native person to take the child or another family member, you know, get them back to the parents. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is just like the worst level of how the system could fail is what happened to Adam. And I'm really glad, like, it wasn't sugar-coated. Mm-mm, no. You know, she just very directly called it what it was. Yeah. It was like, it, it's a human rights violation is what happened to him. Yeah, absolutely. And there are, like, legal recourses, too. Like, these kids could, you know, as adults or, you know, whatever, they could sue the pants off of these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. should. Yeah, they should. And the tribe could, too. hmm The tribe has their own lawyer. The tribe is a party in this situation. Like, I just don't oh, know how this yeah, happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's awful. <sighs> but yeah, yeah, it happened to Adam and it was really rough. tragic. Jesus. Yes. So he hired Tess to find his two siblings. They're twins and they're much younger than him. I got the feeling they were like like two and he was six when they were adopted out. Well, when they were stolen. Mm-hmm. And he ended up with, uh, I really wanted more backstory on this a little bit. And I was wondering if I like missed a book or a series that it came from, you know, I don't know. But he was adopted by a really, really affluent white family who moved him to California. But, like, also, why? Why did they adopt him? I don't get it. Yeah, the, it, it seems like neither of them really wanted him. And yeah, I don't know like, if it was, like, a status thing or... What would it be? I it, I don't the, know. Ugh, the whole thing is very terrible for Adam as a character, but it was very confusing. Yeah. Why this horrible family wanted him in the first place if the dad's just a whole so hell-bent on like destroying his life it's so strange yeah 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 i i sort of needed the dots to be connected a tiny mm-hmm. bit more there or or maybe i just missed 
a previous story. Mm -hmm. That's totally possible. I know this is book one in this series, but it's very Mm -hmm. possible that, like, you know, he was a character in in something else that then transferred to this series. I don't know. know, Obviously, like, it happens sometimes where kids are adopted out of foster care and they're treated poorly by the adoptive parents. Like, that happens. It's horrible, but it happens, just like racism in the system. It happens. But it did, I don't know, like, what, in those situations, it's like, the people were fostering the kids for, like, the money. For an income. Or they, like, adopted them because they wanted somebody to, like, take care of their house. Ugh. Or, yeah. you know, oh, like, God. horrible stuff like that. And I don't – but this family, yeah, I don't they're so I don't get fucking it. rich. They're affluent and – yeah, I don't get neither it. Of them, neither of them have any interest, it seems, mm-hmm. in him. So I, I was just very confused as to why he was there in the first place. Right. But anyway, so now he's grown – He's found his family, and we find out that, like, he doesn't really have any kind of... Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway... It's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. A real relationship with his adoptive mom because mm-hmm. she is sort of a shell of a human being after making a lot of compromises to be with a really, really horrendous rich Mm -hmm. dude for the richness Mm -hmm. of it all and then the dad is like a legit mustache twirling gonna ruin everybody finance guy he is just he's bad through and through total villain nothing good about this guy no he's horrendous so we've got tess and adam and she's coming in to be like hey i've got this uh folder (laughs) (laughs) about you melody is shaking her boobs all around if you're not watching the video so she has the from his perspective he is he is they are so hot for each other from page one they are so into Uh, each other it's so good they cannot stop like everything is sexual all the time and like she's coming in to like tell him about his siblings that she found. And it's like, it's a very emotional time for him because he like opens up the folder and he like tears up. But then he's immediately like, my penis is hard. <laughs> like, it's yeah. very like, I'm sad, but also horny. All yeah, the time. because she she like touches his arm. And then as he pulls back, her hand like goes all the way down his arm. And then they end up linking fingers. Listen, I have never linked my fingers with my boss, but no. I've also never had a boss I wanted to fuck. But so. he's not like really, I mean, I guess no, she he's works a for him, but it's not like... You're yeah. right. Yeah. He's a client. She's not it his different. employee. Yeah. Mm-mm. So anyway, 
He's like, listen, Tess, you're the best in the business. <laughs> you're the best in the biz. It's true. It's true. I know. I know. It's so it funny. Is. It's so funny. <laughs> I know. I'm a, I'm a clown. I'm a Muppet. Yeah. So he's like, you're so good at this and you did such a good job on this and you were so fucking efficient. I need you for another job. And it's going to be the hardest one of your career and you're going to save my life if you do it. She's like, I'm not qualified to do it. And he's like, I don't fucking care. I know you can. You're the best in the biz. to it. That fucking brain in your hot, hot head Mm -hmm. is Mm going to make it happen. So someone is trying to steal the secrets of the app of the billion dollar business that he does have and then sabotage app. They're trying to do, they're trying to go public. Mm-hmm. But if app gets leaked to other app people, corporate espionage—that's the one. Corporate mm-hmm. espionage. Then they won't be able to go public with app and make all the monies. And the app is like supposed to change the world. It's supposed to make your Android talk to your iOS system. My you God, know, all the, I mean right? that would really change the world. <laughs> Seriously, gosh, if, if we could only. Hey, app people. <laughs> Hey, do you make an app? <laughs> can you? Is there an app? Is Red Hawk app available? On this? Yeah. I mean, if we could just get the group chat with Nat to be blue instead of green, I swear oh to God, God, that if would we solve could, so like, many problems for me. And have it not turn up with like melody liked 18 <laughs> sentence text. That would be oh, great. That would be wonderful. Listen, app makers, app this makers, is a great idea. Make Red app, Hawk please. Ling Thank you. Did it, and I think you can too. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. There you go. Listen, we have decided to be scientists in 2022. We're going to be scientists. Tech geniuses not in tech 2022. Geniuses. Maybe we'll be tech geniuses in 2023. Listen, I'm not making any promises because I don't have the bandwidth right now. I'm no. going to be a scientist <laughs> all we can so. do is be scientists that's right. all we have time for right <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Man. okay so she's like all right i'll do it so she needs to find the mole and she needs to find whoever the fuck is paying them to try to get their corporate espionage secrets right so but then we go to her head oh <gasps> okay so also tess very into adam as oh, well my God. also finds him to be a very sexy man they are so horny all the time constantly. it's amazing it's perfect but in her head she's thinking yes yes now i finally have the <laughs> special leverage i need to bring down the company from the inside so that i can get my revenge which I kind of also like didn't. I had a hard time super with this. Understand. Yeah, it went it went a lot of squirrely directions that I couldn't really follow. But it did set up a fairly believable emotional conflict if you were following both of their logics. Right. It was just yes, tougher if, with the if, logics. Yeah. You know. But I could see somebody being like, you know what, the best way to do, I need to snuggle up to Adam so that even though I know that he has an absolutely horrible relationship with his dad and his dad is always trying to fuck him over, I need to get close to Adam in order to get close to Franklin. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. Franklin's the dad. Yeah. So her her whole thing to get high. So for 10 years, 
She has been hell-bent on getting vengeance on Franklin, who is Adam's adoptive father, because Franklin somehow, kind of unexplained, ruined her father's business. Yeah. Such that he ended up becoming an alcoholic and eventually dying via depression, alcoholism, and mental health issues. Terrible. And in pursuit of this goal of ruining Franklin, she changed her name she oh, yeah. became a private investigator. Oh, she, yeah. She, like, hung around. So her original idea was that she was going to ruin Adam to ruin Franklin, which is kind of odd because, like, Franklin has his own corporation. Why not be no, a private No, I didn't inv- see it that way. I... <sighs> I didn't see it that way. I didn't think she was trying to ruin Adam to ruin Franklin. Like, there was never – she was never trying to lay waste to Adam and his, Well, you know, I didn't think so either kingdom. until the end when Franklin says that and she's like, yeah, it's true. No, he says she was trying to get – like, she was manipulating you to get closer to me. Okay. And in her defense, she does say – before I knew that Adam was such a good guy, I thought this was a good idea to, like, mm-hmm. get close to the son, to get close to the father. And then I think she figured out, oh, they're not besties. Right. Adam is nothing like him. But she was then so hot for him right. that she was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to use this as a way to rationalize in my brain. Maybe that's it. To have more proximity <laughs> to Adam. Because <laughs> when he hires her for the second, yeah. for the espionage job, she's like, yes, perfect. What's going to happen is I'm going to find the mole and then the mole, whoever that is, will have the hacking skills I need to hack, to hack into Adam's company no to, to hack franklin to hank oh to hack franklin's company yeah why didn't she just work for franklin's company not hot enough or why didn't she just hire a hacker or hire a hacker listen i don't know I but don't it know. just means that she is she is so close to adam's penis and really that's where you and She's i want close her. to his penis and she has a secret that, that oh. if if it exposed could ruin everything always ruin everything yeah all right okay okay so they start like working together and they're, you know, they're in the haze of, you know, papers all over the office and her office. Cups. He has a very clean office. She has yeah. a very papers everywhere office. Sure, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, Franklin shows up. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. He gets past Adam's secretary, Estelle. Estelle, yes. Estelle, yeah. Like kind of roughly. Yeah. Like he's very rude and pushy, pushes past mm-hmm. her. And so Tess finds it super hot because he's like, hey, don't you say a fucking word before you apologize to Estelle. You know who also found that hot? Me. Me, Aaron. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, Melody. Very hot. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, you treat your administrative oh, staff well? Ooh. I lost oh, my hair. lamp that made me beautiful. Don't look at me. I'm hideous. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god. Oh my gosh. That was close. Oh no. <laughs> I'm holding the plug in with my foot so that they don't see what I look. No. <laughs> One moment. <laughs> oh my god, I'm obsessed with you. I'm back. You're just Hello. you're just too perfect, Aaron. <laughs> when the light turned out, it was I was like a bridge troll. <laughs> You were nothing like that. So anyway, he's like, you need to apologize to this person that you don't even think is human because she's not a CEO. And Tess is very like, oh, that's a sexy hot. And then Franklin comes in and he's like, actually, I'm just here to 
figure out why you've sent a PI to like look into me and stuff. Mushed no, he twirl. does not say a PI. He oh. says, "Why is a redhead with huge tits?" Oh God, yeah, that's asking right. around about me. Yeah, which is not. Yeah, great. I wiped that misogyny from my brain, and well, I shouldn't have because it's because an it's important pivotal point. Yeah, yeah. He says, so, um, "I'm here to find out why you have a redhead with big tits asking questions about me." Ugh. What a gross man. Oh, and then he looks at her and he says they weren't wrong about the tits. Yeah. Because she does indeed have big tits. You know, listen, they're knockers, right? <laughs> They'll knock you the fuck out, Franklin, so look out. So Adam then takes his big, tall, athletic, lean body, which is mm-hmm. described a lot in 160 pages, and I did so not hate it. often. <laughs> yes, but Didn't also hate it. the bodies are often described. Oh, yeah. With words, descriptive words. It's, it's good shit. Adjectives. <laughs> We're cooking with gas over here, Aaron. <laughs> Writers <Okay>. in 2023. <laughs> Grammar. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, so he steps in front of her and he's like, Tess, it's okay. I just need you to leave this room right now because I don't want you anywhere near him. And she like goes to argue with him and he says, please, baby, just do this for me. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it was, I... Listen, have you ever accidentally called someone baby? Never. No. <laughs> like, I've never accidentally <laughs> used a term of endearment for a person who I was not romantically involved with. Listen, I have definitely accidentally, like, I only call my kids honey or sweetie. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely been, like, in a, a, a haze and, like, doing three things at once. And I'll be like, oh, okay, sweetie. Or, like, oh, okay, honey. Mm-hmm. And then Michael's like, Mm, what? What? And I'm like, ah, Michael, Michael. Because we don't sweetie and honey each other. That's right, not a thing right, that we right, do. That's a right. thing I do with my children. Right. So, like, I've done that. Listen, I have never accidentally called a coworker babe. And no. I, <laughs> for many years, worked in an all-male office. So, like, I yeah, can't. Yeah, you did. I, I just... It kind of blows my mind that this happened, but he's just so in, he's so horny for her. It's all he thinks about. Yes. And listen, it was a Freudian slip and I liked it. So she then like looks at him and there's fire in her eyes. And she's like, oh, um, yeah, I'll listen to you. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can do Mm -hmm. that. I can let you handle this situation with your fucked up adoptive dad. Mm -hmm. And so- He's like, Franklin, get the fuck out. I don't want to talk to you. I have nothing to say to you. Haven't for years. Like, Mm -hmm. get out. And he goes, don't worry. I already got what I came here for. Which was what? And then he leaves. I think it was to see. If she had tits as big (laughs) as he thought. (laughs) Somebody said there's a redhead with big tits asking about you. And And he he was like, I've got to see these tits. I've got to know for sure if they're big. I need to measure them. Uh-huh. So he, no, I think what happened is at this point, he clocked who Tess was, or at least like something started going in his mm-hmm. noodle, being mm-hmm. like, she seems more familiar than I really think she should, or something. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he fucks off, and then they keep on doing the corporate espionage you know what? Adam like takes a mug and throws it into the wall, it, like throws it into the drywall. He's That's so right. mad that his mm-hmm. adoptive father was there. Oof. Which is really awkward because it is 
It is described no less than four times in this book that he has three walls of glass as his office. And so the only wall he has left, or wait, they may be in Justin's office for this because he said he apologizes to someone for breaking their mug. They might be in Justin's office. I have, I have, Aaron has a question about office. I would like to answer it if I can. Billionaire. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Imagine if you will. I will. Imagine if you will. A hundred thousand dollars. So much dollars, right? Wait, what? Then imagine a million dollars. So much dollars. Then imagine a hundred million dollars. Oh my God. It's getting tough. Yes. I'm having a hard time imagining it. Can't imagine. It's outside. It's gone. No, it's gone. It's gone. I don't know how much a billion dollars is. It blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can't fix wall problem. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't understand. He's like, which oh, wall gosh. problem? The three, the, fact that he the has drywall three, or the three? The three glass walls situation. He's I like, ah, oh, they really talked me into this office with three glass walls and I can't fuck in here. And I want to fuck <laughs> Tess all the time. I do. This is I on the first page, right friends. He's like, yeah. all I want to do is fuck this lady and I can't do it uh, uh. For, for reasons, but also because the walls are glass. And uh. I just wish I had an office with not glass Blinds. walls. Sir, <laughs> sir. Listen, he fixes it by the end. He just wasn't motivated up until he thought Tess was a possibility. He could pay a million dollars for this wall. <laughs> he could call a contractor and be like, a million dollars if you do this by close of business. For your finest wall. And he would not notice it. He would not <laughs> notice the million dollars was gone. <laughs> just just build a wall, That's my friend. terrifying to me. Yeah, it's true. Or... Go to a different office. Get a different office. Literally go. Take a a helicopter somewhere. Let's switch offices. Fucking your helicopter, friend. Like, it's not hard. (laughs) Fix your bathtub, Resand. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) He's small. Like, is is it like that thing where it's like, I went to the doctor in May and I owe them $7 and they keep sending mm. me like a final notice. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, the $7. Like I can pay the $7. I just keep forgetting. Like, is that it? Yeah, it's like the maybe. nagging thing, the bathtub, the wall that they're just like, I can't even think about that right now. And it's maybe. just the thing that the longer it goes, the more of a thing it becomes. And it uh, just becomes a whole and then deal. It's just, like, it's just an anxiety ball at the end of it. Yeah. Is that it? I is know, that what maybe. these billionaires problems is? I don't get it. Anyway. Okay. Okay, what happens next? Next is Observatory next? No, 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 no. no. I'm sorry, Melody. We got to meet I'm a Mia, the sister. Well, first, Justin, the best friend, is like, "You called that chick baby," and then we, we yeah. meet Mia, who is Tess's sister, who she did have to adopt when she was like when Tess was like twenty. Yeah, they talk about the the family thing, but basically, she has a little sister who is a side character. Who is cute and fun. And I feel like she might be book three with Roan. I'm Maybe. hoping. Yeah. Man, is this whole family just gonna like they're just line gonna up fuck and each fuck other. each other? I guess. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so then it's it's late at night at Red Hawkling. That's right. And um her office light is on and he sees yes. it and he's like, you know I what? I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't. I'm not going to fight this any longer. I'm going to fuck that private investigator. So he <laughs> goes into her. That's the thing. He doesn't go in there with, like, the intent, but it just kind no. of, like, is. Listen, they've been fighting it for months, Aaron. Both of them. Right. So he goes into her office to tell her to, like, go home. Yeah. And I think he, like, orders her to go home. 
And then she, who she's wearing glasses like your glasses, but with like a sexy glasses chain and has like mm. a whole librarian thing going on. As if I don't have a librarian thing you going do, on. You do, but please. she also has the chain as well. But it's like, true. It's, I just have the sexy like, headphones. It's not You're like right. these, all right? It's not. <laughs> it's not like Aaron's glasses. Okay, so then. She says something to the effect of, like, yeah, I've heard you're very good at giving orders, like, in the bedroom. Because I guess in the course of finding his siblings, mm-hmm. which shouldn't have been, like, you just Whoa. you just do a people search on that bad boy. No. Whoa, but Aaron. She, first of all, yes. I, have a, I have a thesis to write about this real quick. Okay. First of all, she's got to vet every client. She's the best PI in the biz, right? She doesn't want to work for just anybody. She's got to vet this motherfucker. So she's got to find out about his sex life? That just, it happens. It just came up, you know? Like, she can't, she can't control what other people are going to tell her. Listen, okay, fine. Listen, if he had a sex life that was bonkers, okay, I understand that this might have happened. Like, if she's vetting Christian Grey, if you're vetting somebody who has a bonkers sex life, who has like sure. a sex room, who has sex contracts, who is like known in certain circles as being sexually out there. Or particular. Particular. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just saying yeah. this guy has a very vanilla sex life. I it don't see that you way. finding out about it via just talking to people. I do love that she did, though. You know, yeah, but then she said, but I got psyched when she was like, you give I know, right? orders. And then he said something, he says something like he has a reputation for being I know. very dominating in the bedroom where, where was, as he isn't in real life. And I was, I was very like, excited. I'm very into whatever's gonna, whatever secretary play we're gonna have here sure, because she's sure. like got the sexy librarian thing. They're at an office, he's the CEO. Like, I'm, I'm ready for this. And then it turned out that he's like, not at all bossy in the bedroom, and is actually kind of like more bossy in real life. I found. Yeah, that's true. He was like, that's take true. your take your antibiotics and like throwing the mug in the thing, and you know, like that, I mean, that I sort also of stuff. really liked that. Yeah, I loved it, but I'm just like, it seemed the opposite. It seemed like he was bossy yeah, in yeah, real yeah. life, and then yeah, yeah, very yeah. like, is this cool? Is this cool? Is this cool? Can I? Yeah. Do you mind if I? Can I? Which is fine. Uh-huh. That's great. Loved it. But it but just yeah, it, it doesn't was, ring true for this. Thing yeah, that this she says. statement. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and so she's like, "I heard you're really good at giving orders," and then both of them freeze, and she's like, "Oh my god, Adam, I'm I don't know where that came from. I'm so sorry. Like that was really inappropriate." And he came over and he was like, "No, I'm glad you know that." Mm-hmm. And then, oh boy, it's kind of on. It's, on. it's like a little bit yeah. on. It's like slightly They're like on planning TM. for it to be on right now. They have a conversation about it being on TM. You know what I like about when it gets on in this scene? Yeah. Is it starts to be on, like he's thinking about kissing her, and then yeah. it never says that he did. It just goes right into what the kiss is like. Yeah. I really like that because it, me it too. seemed to me like he didn't even, he never even made the decision to kiss her. It just, it happened and then the sensations were happening. That yes. Yes, it that. does. And and I really liked because I even felt it from her perspective where mm-hmm. she's like, oh, my gosh, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? It's happening. Oh, yeah. so good. Robin mm-hmm. Covington. That was a really cool choice. 
So then he's like, well, I'm late for a thing. And it's like, I can't go down on you right now. Why did you come in here? Why did you start this? (laughs) He couldn't help himself, Aaron. So so they decide (laughs) at some point, I think it's pre-kiss, they decide, maybe it's, I don't know. They're going to have like a no strings attached sexual escapade where they're going to have sex and be work colleagues and friends. And, that's and then it. when work is over, yes. sex is over, relationship is over. She doesn't want to become entangled in him because she is trying to bring down his father by the blip, 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 blip. And mm-hmm. he's billionaire, very busy. So busy. So busy. So he's like, get on my bike. Yeah, immediately ever, after no. they negotiate this. <laughs> he's like, have you ever been a groupie before? And she's like, I don't know what that means. But if it means getting on your motorcycle, I'm cool with it. So... He puts her on his motorcycle, and he drives her to this, like, sort of, you know, just a bar. Boom, bong. (laughs) Bird. Click. Is it ball caps with Aaron? Motorcycle safety with Aaron. Oh, also that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Apparently, like, a couple chapters later, it says something like he had an extra helmet. But for Mm -hmm. a little while, I thought that she was not wearing a helmet, which I'm like, don't ride around where San Francisco or whatever with no helmet. She Ma'am? is very specifically wearing, she changed into a t-shirt dress before they left. Which and I is, was like, listen, come on. All the gear, all the time. It's the number one wear rule the gear. of motorcycle safety. And he's yeah. not wearing a gear. He's just wearing no. a t-shirt. She's wearing a dress, which, and definitely not the right footwear. Friends, if you are going to ride on a motorcycle, you need a motorcycle jacket. You need the right footwear. The very least, you need to be wearing jeans. You can't wear a dress. Jeans are minimum. And I speak from experience. <laughs> One time, I wore a dress on a motorcycle. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And I, we did crash that motorcycle, and it did hurt very bad, even though wow. we weren't going very fast. We were probably going, like, 20 miles an hour. And boy, did it hurt my legs. Yes. Wow, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Wait, is this um, fairly recent? In no, the last, this happened like, in five Thailand. years. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. That gotcha. was one of the many hijinks of. Wow. Thailand was rough Thailand. for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aaron, you really, you really got all the calamities yes, happening I got to hurt you. On coral, I got in a motorcycle accident. I had really the the thing. Bing, bing, bong, Thailand times. <laughs> the thing that, like, after Thailand really took precedent was the dengue fever situation. Yeah. But, unbeknownst to many, I also had road rash all up my right leg, like, all and the way to the thigh. What, what are you doing? What's that? What's that? No. What's that, <laughs> that emotion? That, that thing that happened to you. Oh, yeah, that other thing that happened. <laughs> That's at the $5,000 level. I didn't even... I didn't even remember that. <laughs> that. That happened so early in the trip. We were still in Bangkok when that happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, wait. That was in Chiang Mai. I don't remember. But I remember it being in like a, a very a nice room where we were staying. Like Listen, a nice air That happened place. to a very notable celebrity, too. Yes, so it did. it's okay. Hey, it happened. <laughs> Why did you do that on this video? Well, if you touch your nose, I don't like it. I don't love what, what you did. I don't love. I don't love this. And the, the, the uh, like, like it's a, like it's such a anyway disgraceful thing. It's not a disgraceful thing. I just, I just know that you had a hard time 
stop it right now. You it. Stop it right now. <laughs> what? He was like telling me to stop it. <laughs> and so we are I, moving on. That is for the $500 tier of the Patreon. Of Patreon. You're right. You're right. Okay. I'm going to start drafting that tier today. Stay tuned, patrons. <laughs> so, <laughs> so wear your gear when you ride a motorcycle. I don't That's care how we were. hot the guy is. Take That's a what we were Uber about. and let him let him crash his motorcycle and get hurt. That's right. He can but make then they do choices. get there, and he puts on a ball cap mm-hmm. that you know Clark Kent style ball cap. Mm-hmm. It's fine. He goes into this bar with her, and what the fuck? He's a it's hot his drummer. Band. He's a drummer, which makes sense because there were drumsticks in his office. She literally picks up one. This was a sexy thing that happened when they were t- when they were talking oh God, earlier. Right. She picked up one of the drumsticks and started twirling it in her fingers, and he like delicately plucked it out of her fingers and put it back on the desk, like right oh. where it was supposed to be. Didn't hate that. But then she's like, You're a drummer? And it's like, What do you think? He just likes drumsticks? That's very strange. She thought they were a prop. It's really funny. Anyway, Anyway. so she talks to Justin Ling because Justin is there to support his BFF. Mm -hmm. And Justin is very like, so this is on TM. Yeah. Because he smooches her in front of everybody multiple times. Yeah, I liked it. You don't have a conversation about having a casual, no-strings-attached, professional-slash-sexual relationship and then immediately take her to see your band and make out with her in front of everybody. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy, and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Everybody. Adam Redhawk does, and I liked it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I was just like, Adam, what are you doing? No, I know. And she was like immediately okay with it. It's because these kids know deep in their hearts they are meant for each other. And so they can say all the words they want to say out loud. But they can't help it, Mm Erin. They can't help it. I did really like the moment where he gets off the... I'm sorry, I interrupted you again. No, please. I like the moment where he gets off the stage and he takes a drink of her beer. And she's like, that's my drink. Is that how you treat your groupies? And he says, if you were any good at being a groupie, you'd have a cold beer waiting for me. And I loved Uh, that. I swooned big. Sploosh. Loved it. Oh, my God. 
So then, now we're Wait, at- wait, wait. No, yes. and Justin, very real quick, Justin mm-hmm. is like, it's on TM, and what are your intentions with my best friend? Don't mm-hmm. hurt him. It's very cute. What are your that's intentions all. with me? What? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a callback. I think I've told that story multiple times on the podcast. You have told that story. It's a good one. Um. Okay, so now we're at the observatory. And I think, okay, this is not the first time- that romance characters have broken into an observatory on the Heaving Bosoms podcast. Because I, I don't think, think I've so told either. the story where I broke into an observatory on the Heaving Bosoms podcast. No, I, I think have, I have no memory of this. So <sighs> it's not like Please tell it now. It's not like a good long story. I just I, we broke into an observatory so we could see an eclipse. It's not a big <laughs> it's not a big uh big good So why story. would you think you had told that story before? No, then? I just like when I <laughs> When I read it, I was like, oh, I've done this. And then I was like, I've talked about, I know that I've talked about it on the show. I know that I did. Well, listener, this has been a momentous day. How dare you? We found out. Fuck off. How dare you? (laughs) Mean. Okay. So he's like, I need to take you to my favorite favorite place. She's so salty. I have to take you to my favorite place. Um, I used to love coming here because I knew that um, it's really sweet. He's like, I knew that it was, you know, the stars were the... W- it's a fiery moment. <laughs> it's a fiery <laughs> moment. <laughs> it's a good Somewhere one. <laughs> this is not the first time we've sung Fievel either. I think this <laughs> happened in another book. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, he's like it, like I looked at the stars and I knew that my siblings were under the same stars and shit and it's adorable. Where are the parents? I don't the know. The parents didn't die. The I no. mean the understanding is that the parents reached out to social services and then these kids were wrenched away and put yeah. with these families. And so does he not there's nothing in the book that says the parents are dead or anything. Like, why did it he also try to doesn't find the say that he ever looked for the parents? Yeah, what's I was up with very the confused about that. Okay, I yeah, thought maybe, maybe I had herbs did or something. No, I don't remember reading about it, and I was wondering mm-hmm. because I loved that he was looking for his siblings, but I was like, there are those parents that you mm-hmm. were ripped away from. I bet they would like to have a quick chat at the very mm-hmm. least. Maybe they maybe they died because broken heart. Maybe, Ooh. but like, but that would be nice to <laughs> I know. I probably would, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, man. So they get to this observatory. Boy, he, they do some sexy shit. He puts her on a wall. Uh, like a rough, a rough wall. But she a doesn't rough mind. rock wall. Yeah. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. And he goes to town on her. He goes right down there. Boy. Mm-hmm. But he's very like, can I do this to you? Oh, I Are know. Are you cool with this? Is this still something you want? Which is great. Loved it. But it's not the bossy man I was promised two chapters ago. That's Agreed. all I'm saying. Agreed. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Loved it, though. Okay. Now, it's work times again. They're working. And uh, Aaron. Yes. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) They're Um, working. Something happens. Think that they are working and he asks her on a date is the next thing that happens. That's right. He's basically like, would you like to go out? They're eating like Chinese takeout every night. And she's like, a girl cannot subsist on Chinese takeout alone. First of all, that's true. But I've definitely done it. (laughs) But he's like, do you want to go out on a date with me? Which is kind of nuts, because, like, 
Well, what's nuts is like, he asked her to go out on a date and it's very like, should I ask? And she's like, should I go? And it's like, you went to see his band. That's the most date thing that you can do. You made out with him after he jumped off the stage after drumming on his drums and then he took you to his special observatory place like and then he went he went down on you oh doesn't she also give him a handy yeah Yeah, she gives him a handy at the observatory too and it's a hot one it's not a it's not like a lame handy it's a good one yes thank you robin covington yeah and so she's like oh i don't i don't think we can do that like that's against the rules that's against you know everything that's going to keep my heart safe basically is her Mm -hmm. inner monologue well they talk about their families like he talks about um, how he felt like the the whole thing with his family was his fault because he'd seen an owl the night before, which is a bad omen, but he didn't tell oh, anybody. Yeah. And then she tells him about her family and how her dad had mental health issues and she had to adopt her daughter or sorry, her well, yeah, I guess, but her sister became her, sister. her daughter through adoption. And they kind of open up to each other. Yeah, there's this moment when he's like, I've shown you mine, right. you show me yours. And then he's like, and No, he you don't knows- have to. Yeah, he knows in, you know, his his soul mm-hmm. that asking her to do this is not fair because mm-hmm. of the agreement they've made, but he still does it. And then he tries to walk it back. And when he does that, she's like, tells him about not the specifics, but she tells him that her dad basically died of a broken heart mm-hmm. and mental health issues and self-medicating with, with mm-hmm. alcohol. And he's like, wow, he starts to see where sort of her her guard comes from, where her cynicism comes from, and where her self-assurance comes mm-hmm. from, because she's been on her own for so long. Mm-hmm. She knows she can handle whatever's going to be tossed at her. And then he's and like, he's let's into it. fuck in my yes. office. And so now they're going to fuck in the glass office. But I guess it's after hours. So it they do hours. do it on that couch. Boy, do they. Do you have anything to say about this sexual encounter? It's a hot, there's a condom. Here's how, this is the one where he's doing a, he's doing a Highlander finger bang. Yes. Playing over like a bagpipe. And she's like, I'm, I'm gonna come. It's gonna happen. And then he's and like. Then he stops. Stop. He edges her almost to death in then, this scene. And then he's like, oh. well, I, I just like, I wanted to, but it's like, okay, but like, just do it again. Like, just, you did it the first time. You can do it again. She can, it's infinite. It's infinite. Just let no, her. No, this is, this is where I saw the domineering side. No, it was side. not domineering. It wasn't. It was little, yes, controlling someone's orgasm is a domination move. I get it, but that's not how he, that's not, that wasn't his deal. It doesn't have to present that way. It still is. Because what he says is, I want you to be all around me when you come, Tess, which yeah. like, sure, but like, she can do it twice. Like, no, it's not a control He's thing. Control- he does it. it he doesn't say it that way. It's not. No, but the fact that he the fact that he edges her multiple times, it happens like four or five times. And then she's like, "What the fuck?" at the end of it and he's like, "No, it's mine. You're I want you to come around my cock." Yeah, but like it, that's I a don't dominance know. I just thing and it was hot. I wanted it to be I don't I don't know. I wanted it Listen, to be more. In the moment, I'm usually pretty fucking pissed about it, uh-huh. but it is hot and there's no way to get around it. <laughs> Here's the th- here's the thing. 
I found him to be a little bit meek in the bedroom. And it's like, if he's going to be the dominant guy who's like got an edging kink, fine, great. But if he's going to be like meek, but he won't let her come, that's a no. Like you got to go all the way. <laughs> like you've got to be like a really nice, like kind, meek beta all the way in the bedroom and do lots of orgasms. Or you've got to be the dumb. You can't have it both ways. That's what I think. I don't know. I feel like it presents in a lot of different ways and people can be in different moods. I, I know that everybody's a very... A lot uh, of people a, are unique, switches, Erin. a unique flower. I get it. but A I, lot of people are switches. <laughs> but I do understand that in fiction, you do want to see an archetype. Yes. I get that. I get that. Okay. Yes. But he's so anyway, a unique now, flower. He asked her on this date. They do that sex in that office mm-hmm. and then she ghosts him for like two days yes and so finally he's like fuck this i'm gonna go over to her house which he finds out where she lives through stalker means you know using misappropriating company just his casual sex colleague just tracks her down at her house <laughs> just true. to see what her deal is yeah and she she's sick. is sick. she's so sick uh-huh. She, so now there's a sick bed scene. It's a sick bed scene. I loved it. So she is sick and he is a bossy caretaker. And this speaks to my soul. I like it. He's like, take your meds. Why didn't you tell anybody that you need your meds? Like, how dare you? You go take a shower. I'm going to go make you an omelet and I don't want to hear anything about it. I loved and that. it was hot. I like a bossy caretaker. You know what I yeah. don't like is a no-call, no-show employee. I don't <laughs> like it when... I hear you. I, what the hell is that? They work together. Yeah. She's she not going like, to call anybody sent off and an say email? I'm sick for a couple yeah. of days? That's nuts. Who's that? Yeah. Especially in like a client relationship. Yes. She's not like returning his calls and stuff. Is she so sick she can't text him? I'm sick. I found this to be completely suspicious. I didn't I didn't like it at all. Two days of not coming to work and not answering any texts. You better be in a fucking coma, Tess. <laughs> I would I would have been pissed if I was him and she was just like <laughs> I have a little bit of a cold. I have a fever. Whatever. Anyway. I need an antibiotic. So he does send a courier to go pick up her antibiotics, and this is something that everybody needs to remember. So he does the whole He's taking care of her. Mm-hmm. He makes her a good-ass omelet. Also very sexy. He puts her back to bed. And then he, like, stays in that chair overnight, wakes her up in the middle of the night to give her more meds. Mm-hmm. It is a whole thing. So her sister comes the next morning, and she's like, what the fuck is Adam Redhawk doing? hottie, like, in asleep the, yeah. in the chair over there. Boy, abs, abs, abs. He's right there. What's mm-hmm. happening? She's like, when did you start fucking this guy? And she's like, I'm not. I was sick. He came over. He helped me. And she's like, and you're fucking this guy. So like, yeah. what's the deal there? <laughs> Tell so me great. everything. I love sisters. Yeah, I loved it. So um, he fucks off after being like, I'm going to caress your cheek and like do a tiny, do a tiny nuzzle and maybe call you baby. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm fanficking that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves, and there's more, like, sister stuff. And the sister's like, hey, man, you're coming into real danger territory, okay? You Does he know that you've got a vendetta against right, the yeah. person who raised him? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, no, he doesn't, okay? And it's like, no big deal, because I don't like, even care about point, him. Like, at what point is she just like, hey, 
Adam. You know the adoptive father that you hate and would love it if his, his life were ruined? I can do that for you. I I also, you know my sad dad who did die? It was his fault, and I've been working tirelessly for the past decade to ruin your father. Let's Adam team up. Adam would have been up. so on board. He and she knows that. Like, she would have known that from day two of her job looking for the siblings. Yeah, and the way that it's explained in the text is that she feels like she's too in over her head with the misrepresentation slash lie by omission. Mm-hmm. So she's like, even though I know he would probably be on board with this, I don't know that he would forgive me not cluing him in before we did see each other's genitals. I mean, honestly, I kind of get it now, but I don't get it a year ago or whatever when he hired her. Like, I, I w- Yeah, no, I as know. As soon as yeah. I figured out that he was going to be on board, I'd be like, hey, bro, guess what? Like, right? Yeah. Or, like, when he's actively asking her about her family. Like, that's a great time. Tess? I know. I know. Anyway, so he calls her, and he's like, I need a favor. I'm having my brother and sister over for dinner, and I need you to come. And when they do this, it's weird that she's there. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. Listen, it's a tiny bit weird, but here's the thing. He realizes in that scene that he didn't call her because... He was, like, super nervous. He Mm -hmm. called her because he needed her, Mm -hmm. and he called her because he knows in his heart, right in this moment, that he wants the siblings to be in his future, Mm -hmm. and he wants Tess to be part of that future. And it is a sexy, hot romance. It is. It is. But it doesn't go well with the siblings. The sister particularly is very prickly and gets up and leaves, and then the brother kind of follows, and... You know, this family redemption arc is not going to be resolved in this book, unfortunately. No. No, but book two. Mm-hmm. Serena's going to get with sexy, hot, effusive, charming Justin. And I'm... <laughs> it's like, how many adjectives is it going to take Sorry. for you to remember his name? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to encapsulate his personality for listeners. Yes. Okay, that's our job. Yes, right. With this yes. podcast. Yeah. Okay. Adjectives we in are... 2023. <laughs> Anyway, okay. So basically, he figures out that he needed her. She says she need. He says, "I want you to tell me you need me right now, even if it's not true." And she's like, "I need you," but it's like not a lie. It's so true. Anyway, so then they, I think, um, do sex again. Then they're gonna do sex out on his patio. Oh yeah, patio sex. They ask each other if they're scared, which is very a lot. Um, and then they do. It's so good. They're stars being so sex, fucking vulnerable. But they don't have condoms. But she's on the pill, so don't worry. But she is also on those antibiotics, so do yeah, worry. Listen. So she hops on that D, and then as he is inside of her, he's like, "Hey, I gotta go get a condom." Why does like, this feel so good? <laughs> why is this? Just Wait a minute. <laughs> even more amazing than it has been before. <laughs> yep. Well, and then she looks at him. And this is my bing boom bong sex education with Melody. Hello. Hello. It's been a while. It has it's been, been a, a while. It's been yeah. years. Bing boom bong bird click. Mm-hmm. Sex education with Melody. Mm-hmm. It is good because they, so she hops on that D. They get close to him climaxing. Mm-hmm. And then that is when she says, I got tested. Like nothing came up on my blood test a month ago. 
I'm on the pill and I haven't been with anybody since those blood tests. Oh, and I'm not sleeping with anyone else. Meanwhile, let's let's recall they are joined, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And so then he's like, I had blood tests three months ago. I haven't been with anybody else and I'm not sleeping with anyone right now either. They're like, so, but bing, bong, bong. Please have that conversation before your genitals are actually in contact with yeah, one another. It's hard to think when when you're it, when you're mid intercourse. <sighs> Not to mention that, like, sure, she might be on the pill, but like, what if he hadn't been tested in the last year and a half? True. He's already inside you, man. It's over. Mm-hmm. Whatever he's got, you're you know you've got a chance of big, big, giant chance of getting. So like. Try to have that conversation before skin to skin slash, mm-hmm. you know, things go into mucous membranes, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I mean, really, they should have that conversation before any, like, b- before the oh, first yeah. time. I mean, because he's oh, yeah, going yeah, yeah. down on her with his mouth parts and, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, all this yep. stuff. Yeah, agreed. Anyways. Anyway, so she's like, I am on the pill. No worries. I need to come and I need to make you come. Mm -hmm. And he's like, all of my dreams are coming true. I'm super into it. Let's go. Consent all the way. Mm -hmm. So they finish. And then this is the first time that they're going to sleep over together. Mm -hmm. And it's a big change in their relationship. Because up until this point, it's been all... It's been all cars and offices. I kind of feel and, like when they were uh, looking at each other and they were like, are you scared? Yes. I'm always scared. Are you scared? I'm also scared. Like, I felt like that was the time. Because, like, I, it's there's, like, no frame of reference for what they're talking about. So I feel like that was when their relationship changed. Because they're clearly talking about commitment. Yeah, even though he tries to pass it off as, like, so many people rely on me right. and I can't fuck up. Like, I am I can't fail and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Because, I mean, that's that's understandable. He's got a lot of responsibilities and somebody is currently trying to sabotage right. him. yeah. All right. Now she figures out who the saboteur is. No, I think the next scene is she's pregnant. Isn't it? I think it's the same scene. Oh, okay. Okay. She figures out who the saboteur is and then she gets, like... Woozy. She does a wooze and nausea. Yes. And ooh, she does throw up. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Mia's coming over anyway, so I'm just going to text her to pick up a pregnancy test on the way. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute. I really like this tiny detail because Mia, she can hear her feet on the hardwood floor. And she can tell she's running through the house. Mm-hmm. And she immediately goes into like big sister slash mom mode. And she's like, I've told you a hundred thousand times, don't run in the house. <laughs> and Mia, Mia gets to clap back and be like, I'm sorry. Anytime you text pregnancy me test. asking me to bring a pregnancy test mm-hmm. to you, I'm going to run. Yeah. <laughs> like, Get over yourself. <laughs> yes. So now they're going to a $5,000 plate dinner for a children's hospital. And she's really excited and really scared. She's pulling a Jesse Spano because she can can tell him who the saboteur is, but she does also need to tell him about the peanut in her uterus. Yes. So she's being weird. He's being extra sweet because this is, it's clearly not casual anymore because he invited her to fancy dinner as his date. And, And that night he like wants to tell her that he wants to lock it down. Yeah. 
So every time where he's like being extra sweet and romancy, she's being like, I don't know. She's being like, where do I put my hands? Yeah. So he takes her off into the Redwoods, you guys. Yes, they go into the he Redwoods, her, which are very close shadow. to the children's hospital gala. <laughs> <laughs> like right there. Redwoods hospital gala. Like They right didn't there. have it at the children's hospital. They went to the Redwoods here's for the, the gala. Here's the thing. Bing, boom, bong, Redwoods with Aaron. <laughs> if you're looking for a place to have a romantic, a secret romance rendezvous, uh-huh. Redwoods are not the forest you want to go to. No, they're, they're very far apart. They're very far Redwoods. apart. You're not you're not gonna get a lot of brush cover with a with a redwood. If you're if you're mm-hmm. going if you're gonna have some up against a tree sex, you wanna pick a not redwood because you you want more foliage to be able to to hide in. That's it's it. true. That's the end. They're very far apart, yes. those redwoods. But hopefully it's yeah. dark and that's so they've gone out into the darkness. Listen. It's like, uh, you know, half in one, six a dozen in the other. Nope. nope six in no. one, half a dozen in the other. I there you go. That's what it is. how that relates to this. What are you trying That's to say? That's an idiom. Because. <laughs> English language in 2023. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to do it. No. So on the one hand, they're very far apart. There's not a lot of brush coverage. doop de doo However... The diameter of those suckers, you could have an orgy behind one. You and could. at the right angle, no one will see you. There, but if they you, do walk you around. You exactly said it. At the right <laughs> angle, no one would see. But at the wrong angle, everyone, everyone would see. see. And if you're in a regular deciduous forest, you're uh-huh. going to be able to find yeah, brush cover such that from any angle, you're going to be in, in a good situation. It's true. You're Here's the right. thing. If you're going to have sex in the forest, make it a deciduous forest. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, and if you are in the Redwoods, just do a do a thorough risk analysis. Right. Is all we're saying. Right. Anyway, they don't have sex out there. I don't even know why. They're not even going to have sex out there. They're just going to have a chat. And so they do go out there and it's a big romance because they're in the shadows and they're in this like ancient, beautiful forest, and they are at a place where they're giving money to sick children. And so she's like, I've got some news. And he's like, tell me everything. She's like, I'm really scared to tell you. Um, But she feels like, so this is her plan. She's going to tell him about the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. She's going to tell him about her, you know, former plan mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years revenge. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to tell him who the saboteur is. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, if I execute this, I can couch it in between. We could have a family together mm-hmm. and look at how great I am at my job. I saved your whole company. Mm-hmm. And then the middle part, it'll be fine. Yeah. You know? Right. So she tells him about the baby. And he's, he's very like, excited. He's very excited. He's like, she's like, I know you didn't want this. And she, he's like, yeah, but until now, but now that you've but told me I'm so excited it. about baby. Yeah. Then she's like, okay, I had to tell you the truth about other things. Then he says, what is it? I have to know everything if I'm going to protect us, which is like, from what? Yes. I don't understand. So she's the PI. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then um, the dad comes out of the shadows. Oh they my were God. at the wrong angle here? to hide from the dad. It's true. They didn't do a thorough risk analysis. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hello, Tess Roberts, which Robert? is a different last name than the name she originally other times Which had. is a different last name. Because yeah. she changed her name mm-hmm. for reasons to to throw off the scent of her reasons. revenge. 
revenge, vengeance reasons. So then the dad's like, oh, you didn't, she didn't tell you. She's been using you to get close to me because she's trying to revenge me all the time. You're just a ploy for her revenge plot. And then Adam's like, is it true? It's very, she's all that. Is it true? Am I a bet? Is it true? (laughs) Am I a bet? It's true. That's that's true. And she does a dumb because she decides in this moment not to quibble. No. She's just like, you know what the best thing I can do is? I should just agree with the mustache right. twirling. She doesn't even try to explain herself. No. It's she's just like, she tries it's and is interrupted. She just, yeah. she's like, yep, what he says it, it, is true. It, it is was all a $300 a bet. And I won it. <laughs> and I won <laughs> it was a bet and i it won. was yeah so he's big mad mm-hmm. big hurt big betrayed and so he fucks off and the dad is like <laughs> i will ruin you i ruined your dad and i can ruin you too i just did yes and so she can't get a hold of him now, and it's been uh, it's been tough for her. It's been like I don't know thirty six hours, and mm-hmm. Mia is like, "You need to go get him back. You know that you love him. Just mm-hmm. go." And she's like, "You know what I can do? Even Finish if I can't get him back, the jobs I need to do my job. I need to do my. I'm a good private investigator, is what she. Yeah, says. no, bing, boom, bong. Do your fucking job with Aaron. Do your job." Yeah, well, she's gone for a week. She just, you don't get in a fight with your boss and then just not come to your job anymore. I did that one time. And you know what happened? What? I got fired. (laughs) Is that how you got fired from Staples? No, you quit Staples. No, I quit Staples. I took off my copy center apron and I threw it on the ground. You huffed out of there. No, that's how I got fired from the movie theater. Mm. For many Mm -hmm. years, I thought that I quit. Um, but I was uh, years later informed that I was, in fact, fired. <laughs> but I thought that I quit. I don't know. Sometimes it's murky. But that's the thing. I got in a fight with my boss, and then I stopped going as much as I should have. And you shouldn't. You can't do that. No. Also, he does fire her in this moment, sort of. But it do- it's not a week. This isn't the week time. Because she shows up at his office, and she, like storms past the security she storms past estelle and she's just like yeah, here she i hasn't am been there for a week right no this is not the week time no okay, all right okay okay i don't i don't think so okay, i am 73 percent okay, okay. sure Ooh, this is not high. the week that's high time. for us i know we're almost never that sure of anything <laughs> yeah so she goes in there and he's like i fired you we have nothing to talk about mm-hmm. and she's like well i found out who the saboteur is and i found out who's paying him and i at the very least need to tell you that and then she's like in a perfect world you'll forgive me and we will raise this baby together and i will make you happy for the rest of your life but like in a not perfect world i can be happy with saving your company and giving you the tools you need to get out of this to- toxic relationship with your dad. And so she tells him, the, the dude who is the mole, and then she's like, also, it's Franklin. We knew it was Franklin the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then it's so sad because she expected Adam to be upset, like angry. But instead, he just looks defeated and sad. devastated. Yes. And he's just like... Why? Why? I don't understand why this man who brought me into his life voluntarily wants to ruin me at every turn. I don't understand. 
And it's also terrible because he feels like he has no support now. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't like she she goes over and touches him like his arm or his shoulder and he doesn't want to, Mm-mm. but like he leans into mm-hmm. it and she's very like, "Oh, that gives me a tiny bit of hope." Oh. It this is a beautiful heart-wrenching scene. Yes. And so she's like, "Listen, I've given you all I can. I need you to know that I still love you. I'm going to have this baby and you can let me know what level of involvement you want to have in it. But I want you back. I want to be a family. I want to make both of our dreams come true. Let me know if that's something you're into. And then she leaves without him like having the time to like end it with her. So then a week now it's a week later. Okay. And she's like, I've done a couple of little jobs and I've, you know, she's like giving us a download on what her sad week has been like. Mm -hmm. And then she and Mia get invited to a big press conference. I swore there was a gap in time where she was not coming to work before she stormed in and told him who the saboteur was. No, I I think you're just a little bit traumatized from that sick situation. Maybe. The two days. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) I think that might be it. So they get an email, which they print out, inviting them to some kind of thing in a room Mm. with a podium. Oh, because also, I'm sorry, in that scene with Adam, she also gives him a USB drive that's yes. like, here is every single thing I have ever collected on your dad. It's like 25 years of history of fuckery. Mm-hmm. It will get him investigated by the SEC in 0.5 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, this is for you now. Mm-hmm. I'm walking away from my vengeance because mm-hmm. I love you. Like, I want you instead. Right. And yes. so then she fucks off. Yeah, that's very important. Yes. And Adam has this whole conversation with Justin because Justin was eavesdropping because Justin's the best. Mm-hmm. And that's not the first conversation of theirs that Justin has eavesdropped. <laughs> I know. I love it. It's nice. I love it. So because Adam's like, God, oh, I'm just heartbroken. And like, she doesn't even love me. I'm like, mm, I can't even forgive her and I can't be with her. And, and Justin's very like, hey, friendo, you're being a dumbass. I heard the whole conversation and you've got some rage goggles mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not how it happened. Mm-hmm. Here's how I interpreted it. And it was very much her telling you she would give up everything, everything. else. To make a family with you and be with you forever. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe noodle on that for a little while. Mm-hmm. So they do, and then they invite her to this press conference. Right. <laughs> and then he gets up, and he's like, I'm so excited to announce a collaboration between my company and Franklin's company. The companies will merge. Huh? And then... Um, no, no, no. It's just a joint venture. Yeah. They're just both putting money a, toward a foundation. A, yeah, sorry. Do a joint Schmurfer research boy. Um, and it's going to be called... Um, Tessa's dad's research company. Yes. And to do research and to help people. And to be inventors. To to invent it because her dad was an inventor. And so it's going to be mm-hmm. um, the, the inventor times research Tessa's dad company funded and by like my dad and also him. me. And pictures right. of them mm-hmm. when they were a happy family before he got fucked over by Franklin. Right. So then he gets done with his announcement. And he goes up to her and he takes her hand and he's like, let's walk. Which is hot. Oh, I love it. Like, I love that. It's like such a fucking power move, I love it. man. It's such a West Wing sexy hot. It is. So here's what. Here's what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's what Adam decided to do, which is 
grand gesture that did win Tess back and they are in love. What a happily ever after. <laughs> what a happily ever after. He did find out. <laughs> what he did do was he did find out that his dad was engaging in a lot of illegal activities and ruining a lot of people and stealing a lot of money from a lot of people. And instead of going to the appropriate authorities, also Tess should have done this, instead of yeah. turning him in so that he could make restitution to the other people that he's stolen from. Mm-hmm. 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 And the other companies and the other, you know, whatever other bullshit. Things are illegal for a reason. So other people were hurt by his actions. Yeah, instead he just decides to extort charity out instead, of him. Instead he blackmails his father <laughs> to make this one thing right. To make one science inventor thing named after her dad and then becomes complicit in <laughs> all the <laughs> like imagine finding mm-hmm. out that somebody was constantly violating federal laws and then being like you know what i want to do tie more of my strings to that person's strings and really cement the relationship and then sit on this information and then just hope mm-hmm. that no one ever finds out about it like, yeah Adam, like you might you could go to jail, Adam. Like, mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, that's don't an illegal. It is an illegal. It's an accomplice. It is situation. Don't you think she would have been just as grand gestured if he would have just taken his dad down by like sending that flash drive to the FBI or whatever? So, not to mention that he or doesn't need his dad's fucking money. All he ha- he could or have taken SEC? his dad down. There's just a lot of agencies like, who would be interested. Sorry. All of them, really. <laughs> like, only the ATF I can think of that, like, wouldn't necessarily be interested. <laughs> yeah, who knows, right? Like, that's only because of the evidence I saw in this 160-page mm-hmm. novel. No, but he doesn't need a match from... What's his nutter to like have monies? A match. Like, cause they, they were like, we're matching, we're each matching a $10 million donation for foundation. He could have taken down his dad and then been like, also, Tess's dad foundation funded by Adam mm-hmm. and other billionaires yes, who yes. Adam friends with. A hundred percent. Yeah. He's by his dad. own billionaire. Yeah. 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 I th- know. The way this book makes it out to be is like, Adam is completely self-made billionaire. It's just a coincidence that adopted father is also billionaire. As if he didn't mm. have like a capital from his adopted yeah, yeah, yeah. father to start mm. his own billion dollar company. Like it's just a complete coincidence that dad is billionaire and so is Adam. There was no step up from adoptive father billionaire dad. Yeah. So yeah. He could have done this all on his he doesn't need dad. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I don't know. I Adam, know. you're going to jail, my friend. Adam, I don't you like might go it. To jail. I don't like it. And I'm that sad about needs that. needs a father. You didn't do anything wrong except for this thing. You did. Yeah. Except except for this when thing. You, you did do did something this, wrong. It, it is was a wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I still loved it, though, because then she was like in this beautiful conversation. She's like, I did this for you. I did this for our baby. I did this to right the wrong with your family. Mm -hmm. But also like, hey, quick question. Why didn't you just like send this to all the authorities, Mm -hmm. you know? And she's she says that she realizes she realized the day before she gave him the flash drive that 
Vengeance was the only thing she had to, like, tether herself mm-hmm. other than her responsibility for her sister. And so she could have sort of taken down Franklin before, but she was always being like, no, I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more because she felt like she could only honor her dad's memory by sort of like subconsciously becoming him mm-hmm. and having this obsession and like like keeping his obsession yeah, with revenge alive. If she let it alive. go, she would have nothing left. It was the yes. only thing fueling her. And then if if she accomplishes that goal, then what is she? What does she have? And now the answer is Adam and, and, baby, and baby and family. Family. There is an epilogue, um, but I assumed that that baby would be out of her by then, so I did not read it. No, she's still preggers. It's a gender reveal, but they don't start a wildfire. So that's nice. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Yeah, but it's still a gender reveal. Yeah, I didn't love that. Yeah. Um, Not my personal style. Mm -hmm. Lots of people's style, though, but they did it with a cake and not with explosive devices. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can't fault them too much. I don't know. Just celebrating the birth sex of your baby is just not a very... It's weird. I don't like it. I don't love it. No, I don't like it. I don't like it for a lot of reasons. One, you know, gender is fluid. Gender is a spectrum. Also, gender doesn't necessarily match sex. And so just calling it a gender reveal is stupid and wrong. Mm -hmm. And you're really celebrating all of the gross societal expectations that come along with having a penis or a vagina, not even considering that they might have something in between a penis or vagina. Mm -hmm. Like... It's just a lot, everybody. I don't like it. You articulated it. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody, that was the weird thing about both times I was pregnant. Everybody was like, what are you having? And I had, I had a baby. But you also didn't find out, right? Yeah, I didn't want to find out. I didn't find out with either of them. Mm-hmm. So it was like this one last thing. Mm-hmm. Because I also didn't want to have any preconceived notions. You know, I didn't want to, like, hope for a boy or a girl or, you know, whatever. I just wanted mm-hmm. to find out then. Mm-hmm. And so it was great. I really liked doing it that way. Anyway. All right. So, Aaron, do you have a lady love? I do. <laughs> Does that mean you want to go first? <laughs> Listener, I just need you to remember that trolling is my love language. So if you thought to yourself, man... Speaking of breaking into observatories, but like something actually happens when you do it, you should watch a Lovecraft country. (laughs) I watched an eclipse. Oh, I'm sorry. Is uh, my light went off again? Is planets moving to block other the light of uh, the moon? Not enough for no, you. It's a, I thought it was a moon that blocks the no, sun. No, it's like the, the Earth blocks the sun, which blots out the moon. Listen, hi. I'm not going to explain eclipses to you. It's not. It's <laughs> not 2021 yet. I'm not. I'm not held to being a scientist in this. It is 2021. It's not 2022 yet. I'm not held oh, to this. The is, this is science. even more fun than I thought it was going to no, be. No, <laughs> listen, hi. An eclipse happened. It was a good story that I told. Eclipses are real. Stop denying science. And it is currently 2021 and it will be 2022. I'm good at telling stories and charming. You are both of those things, if not in that moment. <laughs> but you are both of those things. I'm going to plug in my Listen. lamp now. You tell your lady love. I will. I will. <laughs> 
<laughs> that worked out way better than I thought it was going to. Shut up. But you... <laughs> Listener, if you have slept on Lovecraft Country, don't. It's so, 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 so good. It is on an HBO, I'm pretty sure. And it has every actor that is so good in it. It is, man, it's kind of a horror. It's kind of a sci-fi. And it's it's all steeped in, like, racial inequality, specifically in, like, 1950s Chicago slash America. Because mm-hmm. they actually take a road trip that goes all over. They go, listen, it's so good. There is a horror element. It is a scary sometimes, but there's also like a like a witchy element. There's it's so good. Go watch a Lovecraft Country. They do break into an observatory and there is some interdimensional travel as a result. Well, that's not as cool as when I broke into the observatory. <laughs> that is not as cool as an eclipse, which I watched from yeah. there. Yeah, so what's your lady love, Erin? Whose mine was great. (laughs) I had a a different show to recommend. So this is the first time. So besides Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold, this is our Mm -hmm. first Native American main character. Well, except for Mm -hmm. Split, but we're not going to count that because that was written gross. No, because that that was racist. it It was a racist bad book. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a bad book that was also kind of racist. And and like it's very <sighs> That was the one where she was like I got that I got a job as a newscaster because, because of I affirmative was action. Because yeah, no no God, no, she said so because of her exotic gross. looks. She's like well, I've right, always like, gotten by because I can play on my exotic native looks. It's like nah. Not to mention that no, it was <sighs> and that's mm-hmm. not even like there are like twenty five other things wrong oh, yeah. with that book that are so. That thing offensive. is racist as fuck. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, but <laughs> like she was, I guess, te- technically a, a Native American heroine that we read, and then Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold. But that was a Western, where I feel like that's far more common. And in America Times, yeah, America Times, Western Times. I, I feel like you see a lot more uh, Native American main characters when it's like. The Wild West, you know, like that kind of thing. And you just, you don't see a lot of native representation in in contemporary times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently, there's a show on Hulu called Reservation Dogs. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. So good. It's written, produced, acted, everything all um, by Native people. It's a it's a Taika Waititi vehicle, so it's not all Native American people, but all Indigenous people. Cool. But I think the writers and the actors, for the most part, are Native Americans, and it's just it's just really good. It's really got a Taika Waititi feel in that it's like it's funny but also quirky and and it's very heartfelt and dramatic and like poignant yeah and Mm. you know if you spent time on reservations i feel like it's pretty true to the the feel is good you know Mm. um and i don't know what what i'm hearing from my native friends is it's it feels good it's a good it's a good representation totally totally yeah, and you just don't see that. I don't think there has been a show like that where it's like an all native cast and yeah, not that I can think of all that. So you know, since we're reading this book, I thought I'd recommend that. And then also, God, we had another. We read another book with gross representation. What was it? Oh, the one in Alaska, the the Thanksgiving. Oh God, book. and yeah. my lady loved that week was um, coffee and quack. Yeah, 
which is a, a Native Alaskan podcast about contemporary Native life in Alaska. So I'm just going to plug that again because it's still going and it's still fantastic. And it's still really good. Quack is spelled Q-U-A-C if you're Googling it up. Awesome. All right. So you can find us everywhere. Go follow us. Listen, I'm doing reels and I am a comedian. We have Stop one. Stop it. We Go don't. find the TikTok. The TikTok is Aaron. mostly where we're doing most of our stuff these days. <laughs> She says, putting on her reading glasses. (laughs) Here we go. Let's take our canes over to the TikTok. We're doing our TikToks. (laughs) So, uh, no, listen, I do a reel lately, and they are files are pretty good. Mm -hmm. Then we're on. So the Instagrams is at heaving bosoms. Twitter's is at heaving underscore bosoms. You're going to find the videos on the Instagram. You're going to find the hot Lava hot takes and discourse Lava on the uh, on the Twitter takes. Mm-hmm. The Facebook page not that great, but it'd be great if you give us a follow. You're basically just going to see the Instagram there and like, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, totally. the Facebook group, the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult, is where you're going to find friends um, and mm-hmm. reading recommendations. Community, yeah, you're going to be able Support. to talk about the episodes. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. What else do we? Listen, the website website. has so many things. That is where you can get links to our Patreon, which is a happening place. Good. I'm very excited about it. Hey, also, Erin, you want to know what just happened for us in in the recording times? Mm. It's probably hopefully going to be more when this episode releases. But we just hit 900 reviews. Oh, and you had that goal of getting 1,000 by the end of this year. Yes. And it is... What month is it? September. It is within can, our reach. Could, it's possible. It's possible. And I feel like the listener could make our dreams come true. Friend, you know? I know. Listen. Hi, listener. I know There's, you've reviewed you have us so 900 much going times. On. But if you could just do it 100 more times, that would just really make our day. Yes. On our Apple Podcasts. one listener out there. Listener, you've been hard at work. Mm-hmm. You've been getting every single friend with an iPhone. <laughs> you've been commandeering their phone. And you've been writing a bunch of reviews for us. And that is what we need you to keep doing. Please, Please. keep doing it. Thank you. Thank you. We love you for it. We love you. We see your effort and we salute it. Yes. So, keep being a badass. Love yourself as much as you love. Watching the moon... <laughs> get a shadow on it from when the no, earth goes it's when the moon past goes the, over sun. the sun i'm certain of it and then it's the earth's shadow it's when the, onto the moon it's, it's I both things it the earth be. is moving the moon is moving everything's moving mm-hmm. i think there's actually two kinds of eclipses yeah lunar there's and a solar lunar eclipse this and was a, solar a lunar eclipse, eclipse. if it were, I, oh. i'm not gonna fucking i'm not gonna break into an observatory <sighs> during the middle of the day are you kidding me Whew, that's Fair. risky You'd have to wait for the eclipse and then break in, you know, when in the dead of night of the eclipse. Wow. Well, this was a lunar boy. Okay. All right. All right. I hear you. Anyway, love yourself as much as you love that. And I did because it was riveting and an exciting story. It was. (laughs) It was. Mm -hmm. Love yourself that much, listener. It's so much. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. 
Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. 